Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Huddle with Monica D. Livingston, a safe space to dialogue, create, celebrate, and gain the tools to execute and dominate on the field or in life. This is the place where we discuss the fumbles and the touchdowns, the struggles and the successes. This is where we come to get better. So huddle up. Welcome to another episode of The Huddle with me, Monica D. Livingston. Pleasure to be back here with you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, our iSlide team captain in The Huddle today is Mark Clark. If you are a D.C. native or, or, you know, New York native, you know this name. He is married to Allison Seymour. They are media moguls here in the District of Columbia. Like, everyone loves them. They're the, I call them the first family of local media, TV, and radio. And Mark joined us today to talk about his book. Um, and, and he joined us from, from vacation. He actually was on vacation and decided that he had a little bit of time for us. So super excited for this episode. He shares with us his weight loss journey. And I, I put him on the spot. I wanted to know why this time was going to be different than all of the other times. And, and he, he gave me that insight. And he shared with me the struggle and the journey and why he truly believes that this time is definitely going to be uh, different. And I'm rooting for him. That's what I'm in. We even get into them leaving WHUR. I mean, like, I don't know about you guys, but did it seem like he and Allison left abruptly? Well, the reason it seemed that way is because they did. And I wanted to know why, what was really good and behind the scenes. So we get into that. We discuss the leaving. We discuss Black Radio, um, his book, and what's also next for him. You know, and, and this guy is an amazing human being, family man. Everything that you see about him on Facebook and in his YouTube videos and anytime you can hear him, you feel the, the just the genuineness come through. Like he's a real dude and he keeps it real. And he did so in the huddle. And and he also dropped some gems, you know, some helpful tips to get people started on their journey as well with his whole program, uh, Reinventing Mark Clark. He's encouraging people to reinvent themselves as well. So I am super excited for you to hear the iSlide team captain. When we return from this message will be no other than Mark Clark. Welcome back the iSlide team captain. Entering the huddle today, people, I'm telling you, I got a good one for you today. I got a surprise. Media superstar, radio host, MC, storyteller, comedian. I actually think he's really funny. He probably didn't call himself a comedian, but if you ever watch any of his stuff, he's funny as hell. So I'm going to go ahead and give him that title. Comedian, author, father, and husband, the one and the only, Mark Clark. Mark, how you living? I'm, hey, I'm a, what a blessing to be on the show inside the huddle. I'm in the huddle. Let's go, Ooh, Coach. Ready, bro, baby. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> like, go. Uh, I, thanks for joining us. I know you are on vacation, and so for making time for little old me and the listeners, we certainly appreciate it uh, very much. So thank you again. I, I hear you're in Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina. It's one of my favorite places on earth. Like literally, that beach, and it's just so calm <laughs> and quiet. Are you guys doing anything special or just chilling? Man, we, you're chilling. You know, this is a family tradition. This is, our, I think, 21st year, 22nd year. Okay. Like you said, we come down, we go to Sea Pines, mm-hmm. we rent a house. Um, again, I just I just thanked Allison for introducing me to this lifestyle. <laughs> I told I y'all, see? Because <laughs> when I grew up, my vacations were going to Detroit to see my mom's friends when she was free in Detroit and sitting on the porch as they socialized. And then I go to the Babalo boat and we go to the park, and then we come back home. So and that was it. This is an upgrade, man. This is an upgrade. So Allison is upgrade. You know that song by Beyonce. Let me yeah. upgrade you. Yeah. Oh yes. A Let whole me bunch upgrade of you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, upgrade brother. Upgrade <laughs> <Greater> brother. <laughs> I love it. And are all the kids with you guys? All the kids and our oldest boyfriend. So 
Oh. The interesting oh. addition this year, and it's going well. Okay. And he actually, you know, this is he, he wasn't from a, va- a vacation family, you know, his okay. family from Jamaica, so, you know, they'd be working. So, right. Um, he's <laughs> excited. Simple. <laughs> like vacation? What are you talking about, son? Right. He's and waking up early, like, time. what am I supposed to be doing? And you're like, just just chill out, son. Just chill out, he's right? having a great okay. time. And so it's, it's, it's great, man. I, it, like you said, we really do we just chill we go to the beach you ride bikes and we just chill eat out eat here it's we, it's kind of a laid-back vacation right. it's not really we're not miss getting you know busy body but we enjoy it every year it really is a chance to decompress you know cool cool now you've got this i'm gonna call it a project um and we'll get into your radio career and your media career a, a little later but one thing that i just wanted to make sure we left enough time to talk about was this reinventing mark clark and you know, the title, I was like, well, there's nothing wrong with Mark. Why he got to be reinventing himself? He fine, you know, Allison is still happy with him. What's the, why reinvent? So I imagine that the reinventing Mark Clark is more than just the weight loss. Walk me through how you came to that, what it really is about, including that weight loss, but why, why reinvent yourself? You already cool. I think, I think the reinventing piece came, you know, it came at the heels of, you know, Alice and I, we got released at WHUR. That was stupid, and, by the way. And, I and I say think, that was stupid. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think I was, I, I don't say I was blindsided by it, but I think it was, you know, so, you know, I, I, I was, I'm saying I'm 55 now. So I was, let's say I was in my fifties, you know what I mean? Okay. Right. I had worked there part time. So, I was familiar with it. It's kind of like, you know how you, you know how you kind of got a family connection. Yeah, right. And so we, we go there and here I had, you know, Allison who happens to be one of the most, you know, popular personalities yeah, in the market. For sure. I had worked there before. Um, and you come in and I think, uh, you know, I was super excited because I mean, what, a, how crazy is that to do afternoons? on WHUR in Washington, D.C. Seriously, right. With your wife. I mean, that's nothing but blessings on blessings on blessings. And on paper, it's like, this is, this, it can't fail. I think a part of me, so you go in and, you know, I think, you you know, you get to a certain age and um, you kind of like, you know, I think you kind of know what you know. Yeah. I think I was blindsided. I think I was a little blindsided and I think I was shocked. And I think I had acquiesced a lot in the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think to be honest, it probably was the first time in my career that I had kind of acquiesced that much. Mm. And I think then you get let go. I think I felt, I felt a certain way, you know what I mean? Especially at this point in your career. And also, especially with a company that, you felt a certain kinship with. Now, I will say this, being blessed enough to work in black radio for 30 years, I have to say those companies, the black owned companies, mm-hmm. I think you have, you end up having a, uh, a connection with and a feeling about that um, makes it feel like family. And I think okay. that part, so afterwards, you know, you look up and I think I was career wise, in an interesting space, I think, like you said, I looked up and I had lost. So, uh, previous, so, so, you know, just talk about blessings. So, I walked away from a six-figure job in New York to right. come home yeah. after three years to come home to be the caregiver for my father-in-law. Right. And also, my mother was home also. So, leaving New York um, to come home for that, of course, which was a great was great. Yeah. Um, but then um, my pop, my father-in-law passed away. My mother passed away. Right. And I think, you know, after that, I gained about, you know, 20, 30, 40 pounds. Sure. But then right after that, this opportunity came at WHUR. So, again, it was just like, look at blessings. You know, you step away to make a move for the family and then you're rewarded for an opportunity. So mm-hmm. I think all this stuff kind of meshed together. And afterwards, it was kind of a just uh, it all probably felt like I need to a reset. And so okay. the reinventing okay. was, OK let me get my fitness together. Let me get my health together. Let me get my career together, you know, cause I, I've been, you know, doing podcasts and doing this and doing that, but not really putting that consistency in with the podcast or the, or, you know, it's almost like every time something would happen, something else would happen. So right. you, know, you, get, you get distracted. Yeah. Um, 
So that's I, what kind of started the reinventing. Okay, yeah, let's I'm, the, I'm the same way, man. Like I, it's hard to, you see an opportunity and, and someone wants you for it. So now I'm gonna go ahead and do this. And then I'm gonna go do this. And then I'm gonna go do this. And I turned 50 May 27th. And you're right. I feel like this 50, like hit me differently, not physically and whatever. Cause you know, I was, I was out of shape at 47 too. So that <laughs> it wasn't that, uh, but it hit me different in, in a mindset of like, okay, probably won't be here another 50. Like maybe you can be a hundred. I'm not even sure I want to be, if, if I have my whole faculties and everything, then fine. But so you're probably not going to be here another 50 years. So every move you're making now, let's really make it count and let's make it be what you want it to be. And so, you know, it's that, that refocusing and things feel different when somebody says something, you know, especially in the career realm, you got to think about it differently than you did in your twenties. Right. Yes. And so, and like you, I'm trying to focus on just a couple of these things instead of, I mean, you know, somebody say, Monica, you want to make a TV show? I'm like, yeah, where we gonna, you want to, yeah. And I'm saying yes to everything. Yes. We're the same, Monica. You can't we're do everything well though. Right. So you're doing right. kind of good at 10 things, but not crushing anything. So, so yep. good. So the, the, the reinventing was really a reinventing and a reset physically and mentally and, and yeah. career-wise. It's like, what am I going to, where's the lane I'm going to get in and stay in? Um, you, you talk about this family at WHUR and the kinship there. Has any of that been repaired? Yeah. You know what? I think, um, you know, as, as we, you know, as, you, as we get older, you know, you know how you look at things differently. You know what I mean? I look back and I think, you know, I think there's a couple of things. I think you had, um, you know, it, it wasn't like it was, nothing was destroyed. Okay. Um, I think I, I, I think at first I was, I think, I, I think first I was hurt. Right. Um, and then I think second, um, I was disappointed in how it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but now as I look back, I think, you know, they had a young general manager who I knew a long time, uh, which that dynamic in itself is interesting. Right. Um, they had a new program director who hadn't selected us, you know, and I think that's a big factor. Wow. It's like a, when a coach comes in, yep. you know, you got a, you got a quarterback there, you got a veteran quarterback, yep. uh, but he ain't your quarterback. Nope. Want my own people. Want and my right. own people. and yep. that's one of those things. I want my own people. And, you know, I was, as veterans are, uh, not afraid to express myself, right. but but the but the part I think uh, that I look back on, and you know it's funny when you look deep into most disappointments in your life, it really is you, you mm. know. And the one thing that I think I, I, I look back on was I think coming through the door, like you said, as a veteran quarterback, I think I should have grabbed the ball and, and should have set the pace. I should have said, "This is what I'm going to do," and then gotcha. stuck with it. I right. tried to come in, and you know, it was my wife who was kind of getting back and, you know, Allison was not, for, she, she did radio before, but it was kind of like, you know, I was kind of, again, I acquiesced a lot. Right. Like, right. You know, and I kind of barked up and then kind of quieted down. Yeah. I, I would have probably just came through the door. Like I came through the door and that would have been it. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause so I've been, what, then, you know how, when you go out on your, when you go out on your sword, at least you went out on your sword. You right. Know? Right. I kind of like, I kind of like, you know, it'd be, it, it's, it's like, you know, coming in again, you know, sports analogy, you come in as a veteran quarterback, and you you've been a you've been a pocket passer your whole career, and they want you to scramble, and you just you just acquiesce. You don't even try to say no. I don't feel comfortable doing it. I'm gonna right. just kind of go in and do their thing, and then when it doesn't work out, and then and you're like, damn, I didn't even really do my strength. You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. And no, so this think, is, so my, yeah, my this is why really I wanted was, to do this. This is why I wanted to do this because you know the yeah. the show is called the huddle because some of the most powerful things that have happened in my life happened in huddles, building relationships and yes. sports huddles, either basketball court timeout and we all get together or football huddles. And I think you can take those lessons and then translate them into life. And I think what I just heard you say was it's important for people is to trust yourself. You, you knew you were acquiescing, but you were just like, okay, this is a new opportunity. You wanted it so bad. It was given to you. You didn't want to mess it up. But looking back, you wish that you just would have been you, 100% you, which is what people love. And that's the authentic piece, right? So it's hard to do anything else other than be you. So yeah, it's important to just 
be the, be the starting quarterback the way you wanted to be it instead of, yeah. um, you know, playing somebody else's game. That So that's where the reinventing came from. I bet you won't do that again, huh? That's part of that. <laughs> oh, well, but 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 you know what? But, but here's the part that's funny about that. Like you said, we said earlier, like you said, you struggle with the same thing. Yeah. The problem is, so, you know, in the midst of this reinventing, some opportunities are coming my way. You know, when I say opportunity, maybe a job, maybe a check. Mm-hmm. And so then are we at the same point? Like, so, so what I've learned so far is at this point in my age, at this age, do I just need to be Mark Clark, you mm-hmm. know, not working for somebody else or some other company, right? But can Mark Clark resist a steady check benefits and affiliation with a proven company? Yeah. That'll keep you up at night. Brother, I you I feel you. Do you hear me? Like it is like I've been out on my own, on the grind. You know, I think I walked away from, from education probably 10 years ago. And I've been out here just doing me at various levels. And always in the back of your mind is is the check. It's hard to ignore <laughs> at times because people have to eat. Like there's no ifs, ands, and buts about that. I can't make this podcast if I try to plug in and there's no electric on the other side of the, the hole I'm plugging it into, right? So there's certain things you have to do, but it's always this balance in, in trying to weigh it. And in this reinvention process that you're going through, I know you had the sleeve surgery. What other things are you doing besides that to reinvent? Besides the sleeves? Yeah. The yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, I, like you said, I think a lot of it is uh, really thinking about that aspect. I think, like you said, when you get to 50, um, there's a lot to think about. Like I have this uh, friend of mine created this delicious beverage. It's a company. Mm-hmm. And so I've been slinging this uh, tea and lemonade yeah. on the weekend, you know entrepreneurial so exploring the entrepreneurial side which again you know as a person who uh media is fun because media it feels like you're an entrepreneur because you have a whole bunch of freedom but you still get that check every two weeks right Right. and so you kind of have a false sense of it versus when you're a real entrepreneur and you got to kill it and eat it it's 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 first of all i have so much respect for entrepreneurs because that energy you know no, you know, what, do you, what have you done for me lately every day? So you can have every a killer day, day uh, <laughs> yesterday, yep. but you got to come back with a killer day today. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of like exploring that every weekend. I'm out here getting in, I call it getting in vendor shape because, you know, setting up <laughs> at six in the morning, 10 in right. the morning, staying out until eight o'clock at night and out there, you know, hand to hand selling stuff and get, taking people's money and then having to, 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 to re-up. Right. Um, yep. You know, uh, I'm kind of in this at 55 in this space that like you, we talked about earlier, it would have been stronger if I was at 35 or 25. Right. right. But, but I know I'm in it for I know I'm in this valley for a reason, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think it's appreciating entrepreneurship. Uh, there could be something coming down the pike, you know, preparing mm-hmm. me for that. Right. And also, I think also. If in fact I do return to a nine to five or whatever the, you know the hours are, right? Uh, it, you know it gives you uh, you you look at it differently. You know you look at it differently. How you manage that money, how you continue to do your entrepreneurial dream, and, and in a lot of ways fund that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. yeah. And and then also uh, in this reinvention, I think like the opportunities that may be coming my way are you know I'm a my strength and my comfort zone is cracking the mic um spontaneous mm-hmm. creative you know like you said funny or whatever interviewing now it looks like my writings my my news writing and my writing is starting to be uh challenged or focused on okay. an area that earlier in my career to be honest wasn't my strength but it looks like that might be something that I have to work on and I think that reinvention piece I mean you know I have the skill set but I haven't right. really, I haven't maximized it and I think I always ran from it so now right. I think that's something else I think I'm learning in this life. Those things that you run from in life have a tendency to come back around. Creep right back. There they go. There they are. Right there. Right. <laughs> I, I remember an English teacher busting me out because I was great at faking everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> in seventh grade, she said, uh, Mr. Clark, one day, one day. She said, I see you. She said, I see you. <laughs> and one day you're going to be challenged. And I had to laugh at her because she was absolutely right. I was, right. Faking, I was faking the funk, baby. <laughs> Cliff notes, not reading nothing. 
And now at 55, it's like, okay, come back to haunt you. But yeah. it'll make you better and then also expand your opportunities. You know, because yeah. you know writing is opens up a whole bunch of different things. So I think that's the other thing I learned. Um, I was so specific, you know, media, radio, television, very specific. It doesn't allow you to really be qualified for a whole bunch. Like now there's so many social media jobs. There's so many right. uh, opportunities in, you know, uh, a social media director or mm-hmm. a, a media director. But that means that means digital media. That means something different than cracking the mic. It means, in a sense, it's almost like a journalistic, a modern day journalistic digital thing versus right. the old school, you know, way. So yeah, yeah. No, that's a. Uh, so that that's uh. You're right. I'm like the social media thing. I told you earlier. I don't know what I'm doing on that. And these kids. They just get a phone at like 10, 12, 11, and they are proficient in it and can go then and get a studio job running it. And they have this directorship title because they know how to work, you know, Snapchat. I'm like, this is but crazy. We, but we have all the stuff have, I know. Right? Yeah, but you know. What we have, though, is that insight. You know, it's almost like when we see a headline. Yeah. You know, just because we see a headline, we don't say this is a fact. We go, hmm, right? We see that headline because why? We came up in that generation, you know? Right. We see a headline, like you said, um, my girl in the hundred, you know, she just got busted for it. Yeah. yeah. The first headline was drugs. Right. So you go, hmm, right? We didn't just jump to performance enhancing drugs. We go, you go, okay, you got you to look deeper. You know, yeah. you got to look deeper, right? But th- that's our first instinct because that's how we were trained. Right. You kids, they don't. They, they, they're, 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 they're clickbait fanatics. Yeah. And on to the next story. And, and the kids will tell you, oh, you hear about so-and-so? You'd be like, mm, that don't sound right. So then you look at the whole story and you're like, okay, actually, this is right. Oh, it's it's marijuana. Yeah. Okay. It's not a performing Hansen drug. Okay. And then you wrap back around to them and they go, oh, but they still didn't right. move on. Right. Like, what you mean? Oh, you were wrong. Right. That lady just yeah. did, just smoked a blunt. That's all. They're bad. Right? And then, like you said, that still doesn't stop them from being the director and having the job. Exactly. <laughs> you write about that. Right. So oh, talk, said, oh. <laughs> talk to me, Mark, about why you decided to do, and for people that are, you know, thinking about, having a surgery to help with the weight loss. I know from following you previously, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there that you had started over a couple of times. We've done this on the video. You've been sponsored. There was some, uh, I don't want to call any companies out because it wasn't, wasn't they fault um, right? <laughs> that you weren't doing what you supposed to be doing. Right? There was some green powder, some stuff. There was some supplement stuff. And then there was a trainer once and you were running outside the house up and down the up and down the street. And every single time I was rooting for you, because that's what you wanted. I thought you were fine again, like I said, but I was rooting for you because that's what you wanted. What led to the decision where you were just like, and I know that it was a setback from WHUR and all that, but why surgery as opposed to starting over on something else again? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much. You, you, you are right, girl. You've been through all the journeys. And, and shout out to all my people who they're like, oh, Mark doing it again. And it's funny because some people are even embarrassed for me. They'd be like, okay, Mark. But but you know what? I was like, this, why are you going to put this on video right now? I'm like, Mark, let me, I feel like calling you and be like, bruh, why don't you drop 20 pounds and then post them? Take the before pictures. Take the before videos, right? Post them simultaneously after we didn't drop 20, okay? Right. So I was feeling for you and rooting for you, but yeah. No, and people, you're absolutely right. And I, and I always did it because I wanted to put the pressure on myself. Yeah. And so it's so funny. Uh, people have been on this journey multiple times. <laughs> I always say I'm Luther. I'm big Mark, little Mark. You know, you know, <laughs> Uh-huh. And I think this time, I, again, I think the fact that I was, uh, again, that I'm not, that it wasn't, you know, 10 years ago. Right. I think the 50, you know, the 50 piece. And I think it, you know, like I said, after my fa- father-in-law passed, my mom passed and it crept up on me. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, damn, you know what I mean? Because like you said, because I've always been active, I never really was the fat guy who felt fat. Right. <laughs> I was always running, always this, always that. But then you look up and you're 372 pounds. Like, you know, now you saw me, you know, so that, so, you know, just to give you a snapshot. So when I was doing the trainer, mm-hmm. I was like 284. Okay. When I was in New York and I was doing the things, I was like two, I'd gotten down to like two, let's say 265. Okay. Okay. 
So in a sense, I was like a hundred pounds heavier than I was in New York at one point. Right. In New York, I gained weight too at the end. So, you know, I was kind of on the sliding scale. Yeah. But I think the, yeah, the, 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 the amount of weight and then how big I was in my age made me say, hmm. And I wasn't the, the weight loss surgery piece because like I, I, some of my best friends are trainers and the, my trainer in St. Louis who knew me, I didn't even tell him. He laughed at me because he, he said, you avoided me because, you know, I would tell you not to do it because at the end of the day, I know what to do. That's the other part. A lot of right. people don't know what to do. A lot, I do. I know what to do yeah. workout wise. I know what to do diet wise. Right. But it's doing it, you know, and yeah. I, I think I had to be honest with myself. And for whatever reason, it's like you ain't doing it, brother. Right. Know what to do, but you are three hundred and seventy-two pounds. So mm-hmm. now the thing about the weight loss surgery, like you say, the logical question is: if you know what to do, and you just fit, you're going to do, you know, surgery really. And I think a lot of people think surgery is a magical, mystical answer, and it really is not. Right. Um, but it is. It is. A, you know, they say they use the word tool. It's used as a tool, and I get it because it does, in a sense, give you like a restart. You know. Okay. What I mean? Reset, restart. Or, or jumpstart, right? Or in your case, start. like it made you, you had some, yeah. now you felt like there was a reason to work out. Because that's the hardest part. Like you said, it's hard to be just, uh, child, listen, I start over every Monday. Every <laughs> single Monday. This wall right behind me on the other side of it, Mark, it looked like Gold's Gym in there. I didn't have every piece of equipment. The treadmills in there, their weights, the, the ropes are in there. And, and being a former athlete, Division One basketball player, professional women's tackle football, you know I know what to do, right? Yeah. But I've never liked working out. Yes. I was always in good shape from playing sports. It was just like the, the outcome from what I was doing. So yeah. the gym rat thing has never been my thing. I don't want to run unless somebody chasing me. Like, that's just not my thing. Every piece of equipment, well, if I just get this, a kettlebell, then I'll work out. Or if I, I have to have a bike yep. in order... You know the drill, right? But you're right. It's the actual doing part. Yeah. And it's hard to to do that every Monday when you work out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you still look exactly the same. You know, right. Friday, you start trying on clothes that you, <laughs> you know, that you put away. And it's been four days you work it out. All of a sudden, you think you're going to be able to butt that coat up. Right? No, it is very right. And it's it's a it's a journey. Yeah. And, and I've done it before. And I've, you know, I've done it, like I said, this juice fast, I've done everything. So this, but this, so this is so you like I say it is a jump start, but it, it's not magical because at the end of the day, you 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 took your stomach down to one third of its size mm-hmm. and you're basically eating a thousand twelve hundred calories a day. So basically you could have done the same thing and not had the surgery. So gotcha. do a thousand calories a day. Right? right. But for whatever reason, um, I was like, I wasn't doing it. So I don't regret the surgery. I think okay. a lot of times people do because that reality sits in and they go, wait a minute, you're saying that I'm I just going to eat a thousand calories. Well, yeah, damn. So I could have done that without <laughs> right. surgery. Right. Which is true. But it did for me, I like the reset. I like the kind of, you know, it is almost like, what do they say? Putting skin in the game. You know, you mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. did this um to say okay all right man let's go you know right yeah so now but then ironically you know uh back in november i started that treadmill message every day Mm -hmm. and now my hips are kind of messed up yeah so i gotta gotta get physical when i get back from vacation next week i start physical therapy because i think i I did something i think my labrum or something and my hips bother me right be on the treadmill every day so that kind of sucks that's the other thing your body starts being a traitor on you when you try to get it right it's like wait a minute we're not used to all this movement and whatever go sit down like you've been doing right and then my ankle starts flaring up just from walking for five days in a row i'm like man this is a it's a trip and you're right it is an absolute journey to get back there um Let's talk about, you know, the support that you've had on the way. And you and and Allison have a fantastic marriage from everything that everybody gets to see, right? Like, I'm sure you get on her nerves at times, and right? She don't get on yours, but, uh, you know, I'm sure you get on hers at, at times. But did you feel like ever the weight gain, um, was an issue in your in your marriage and i mean from your perspective as yeah. well i think that's helpful for people talk about yeah. that a little bit you know what i didn't i didn't uh, allison never made me feel that way right and i i think the funny part is human nature is funny i think 
when like the first time I lost the weight, I did the mm-hmm. juice fast, mm-hmm. was after I lost my gig in Baltimore. And I think there's a part of me was like, look, brother, you can't be sitting around the house. Okay. Fat as hell. And no job. No job. With your wife fine as hell. Right, fine as hell. Eating up all the workout. Like, you need it. So I did that 60-day juice fast. And again, I remember one time um Allison said something. And you know how you could tell like her energy mm-hmm. like, not, almost like what happened. You know what I mean? Right. And I remember, oh, that's it. You know, and I wrote yeah. about it. Like, I saw, I felt, I felt, but she never made me feel that way. You know, she right. never, made me feel, I was always just like, like you said, oh man, I can't have this killer fine wife and I'm sitting around here, especially when you know what to do. Yeah. Because, and it's interesting, you know, you ask yourself, it's like, damn, am I lazy? Like what, what's going on? Like, right. You no, know, cause, cause that's one thing you, you know, you join these groups. I can join these groups on, on Facebook, you know, the weight loss surgery group. A lot of people are fat. And have no idea where to begin. Like they have mm-hmm. no idea. They've been big their whole life, or they've, you know, or worse, people who've been skinny and then they gain the weight. They have no idea because they never had to deal with. Right. Know. They they don't know to change their 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 uh, food and whatever because they've never they've been eating the same stuff when they were skinny all the way up. Their body changed on them, and it, it doesn't doesn't resonate in that body the same, but they've been eating a, a five piece chicken, you know, when they yeah. were 18, 20, 30, 50. Now it looked like they five pieces of chicken hanging around their neck instead. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah those people have no idea, but right. so you, and, and I asked, and I, and I asked my trainer, you know, uh, again, who know me a long time in St. Louis, you know, back in the day, cause it is like, what, what was it about? Like, I always admired, like I admire like the rock and I admire Ray Lewis and you know, these people and in my, you know, my early years, like you said, I think ex-athletes, we compare ourselves to our old selves, right. which also hurts us because yeah. you're not that person. That person is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> okay. dead. You know what I mean? You try to keep comparing yourself. I used to be able to, well, you right. can't. Yeah, the, um, the used to be is the important part of that. <laughs> but, you know, you, you, but you do ask yourself, okay, so, you know, like, again, I, I did that juice fast and, uh, you know, and you get that, you know, down, get down into that 260, 250 range. Why not go all the way down and be buffed up if you right. know what to do? Um, and that's a still that's still a question. Like even now, like now I'm excited because now after I get past physical physical yeah. therapy, uh, I really see, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming, you know, I'm down about 63, 65. I haven't okay. weighed 65 pounds. I'm coming under 200, coming under 300. And I really am looking forward to jogging after I've come bring my weight all the way down because I know that it's going to accelerate it and I want to do you know I, I've done a marathon before like walk minute walk two minutes run two minutes that kind of that okay. kind of thing. you don't have the, the banging on your joints right so I'm looking forward to that phase wow. because I know that's going to accelerate the goals that I want to reach yeah um, after physical therapy but the question yeah the, that is that question of like what Mark why why didn't you come you, you admire the rock you like working out you like, you know, whatever, whatever. Why? What made you stop and not come all the way down and be that rocked up guy, yeah. that physical guy that you wanted to be? I, I'm still trying to ponder that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think you know, those guys. Some of those guys get paid. That's part of their job. Is kind of where you know I'm thinking the same thing. That is part of the rock does not work if he doesn't look like that, right? And so. You, me, we can fall on some of our other things that we can do. And I'll tell you, this pandemic, I, you know, as, as a speaker, I was out there in front of people and traveling and all that. And when the pandemic hit, I get to sit right here. And all you can see is from here up, right? I ain't going to tell you what's going on right here. Right? You know, I'm going to have to get this together to go back out there. So my, I, that, I didn't have to do anything special to stay eating. Right. It actually I gained weight during the pandemic because I didn't have to do anything special to stay eating. When I was out there in front of people, I was a little more, um, you know, I was like, oh, I got this big gig coming up. I'm getting ready to go talk to 500 high school athletes, uh, you know, next month. I better at least look like I played something at some point. Okay, Otherwise, they're going to be like, whose mama is here (laughs) up at the front? So. You know, I could do that, get myself together real quick. You know how you can, if you got 30 days, you right, can at right. least get it together a little bit, squeeze it in, suck it in, you know, uh, tighten up real quick. And so I was able to do that. But this is hard 
And I think that's the thing. Ray Lewis, he has to, his whole thing is that he was a, a professional athlete and now he speaks. He still has to look like a professional athlete in a suit to get paid. He's got to look like he played the game. And, uh, you know, fortunately and unfortunately for us, we've got other talents. Yeah. You know, nobody's paying us for our bodies, right? That's just <laughs> the real yeah, deal. You're right. And I think the comfort level. You're right. I think I had the fire and wife. I had the great family. Yeah. I didn't have the, I didn't, you know, have the pressure. I think I had a inflated sense of self in a lot of ways where I did not think about it. Like, like, you know, in a sense, if, if I was ripped up, would I have lasted longer in radio? You know, would people look at me different? Maybe. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you if you thought that it ever impacted your career the weight gain impact your career you know i always tell this you know i tell this story and you know it's funny because i I would i would love for him to hear it one time but i remember uh, jay stevens he was a program director he was white program director for radio one okay and uh you know my assessment of of him was as a white program director in a black company Mm -hmm. uh, he had in 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 dc he had he had star talents he had donnie simpson Mm -hmm. he had tigger he had he had kind of like the um you know, again, the guys who were who were the stars, and they lived the lifestyle. They had right. the stars, right? A lot of money, and they had the look. You yeah. know, and I and, and I think, in my opinion, and it, it could be wrong, and I, you know, I could be besmirching his name. Um, you know, I was over in Baltimore, and I was, you know, Mark Clark and the Big Fat Morning Show, very successful show, and I think to be, and he always, you know, Alice had Allison again, Allison kind of superstar, beautiful TV thing. And I always felt like when he when he came over there, he looked at me like he didn't understand. Like he was looking mm-hmm. at me like, what's this guy? Like, you know, he's he's you know, he's making all this money. Right. He's the feature guy. He's fat, you know, he's got this beautiful wife. Right. Not he's got a truck, you know. Right. <laughs> that was kind of like, you know, my, my brand was more, I think, every man family connected to the community. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't the, you know, I wasn't on television, I wasn't the superstar. And I think I, I always felt like he looked like he didn't appreciate that. Mm. You know I mean? And I think, yeah, I think if I was more the other way, um, he would appreciate it. Now, granted, I, I think he, when I say appreciate, I think he didn't like the fact that he couldn't boss uh, a Donnie or a Tigger around. Right. Um, so I think when I say appreciate, I think there's a certain, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying, a certain yeah. a thing that uh, managers yep. uh, uh, look at certain things. Yeah, so yeah. Think, he didn't have that connection. He couldn't figure you out. And that, yeah, and like, probably not being able to figure you out, lessen the connection that you guys had. So he didn't feel that kinship, exactly. although it probably would have been a couple of reasons he couldn't feel that. But anyway, <laughs> exactly. he couldn't feel that kinship with you because he didn't get you. He didn't, he, he didn't understand what, yeah. what, I know he was like, what's good? He probably looked at you with his head cocked to the side. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it felt like. Cause I remember he told, you know, you know, the you know, boss comes over and they kind of share some stuff. And, uh, and I, it'd be like, he told me, you know, like you're waiting for some great advice. And he said, yeah, I told Russ, man, yeah, make sure you, uh, in the morning, make sure you keep giving the time. You know, and I was like, the time. <laughs> the time. That's the a, time of day. <laughs> a, 7.15. Hey, y'all, 7.19. What? Okay. Wow. He was dropping <laughs> gems. Yeah, not... nothing to share with me, obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but but then I do think about that. Like, what you know, what, even in the company, if I was, you know, again, looked a certain way, because, you know, I'm a handsome guy. You, you know, are indeed. 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 Blah, 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 blah. But but I never thought about it because I never again I wasn't even that wasn't my thing. Right. Know? I right. wasn't thinking of it that way because I yeah. never had a reason to. I think that's the other part. I always got, you know, I always, you know, I was always cool. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That and that's the hard part, right? Because you're still crushing it. I always say, boy, if I get all this together, I don't even know what's going to happen. And I think maybe it's too much. And that's why I'm just going to stay chubby. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> the same the rest of the world from unleashing this beast right here. Because right. I'm already crushing it. Um, all right. I know you've got to get going soon. I want to play this two-minute game with you. And then we're going to make sure that people know where they can get your books, the projects, subscribe. I, I heard you got a, a thousand subscribers on yeah. YouTube. Ding, 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 Guys, ding. can you keep it down, please? <laughs> Listen, they like they on vacation. Okay, you don't want to schedule this damn this uh, interview, so it's all good. I'm gonna uh, rattle off two things. First one that comes to your mind, you choose that one. No explanation until ready to end. You ready? All right. Hip hop or R and B? R and B. Sports car or SUV? SUV. Uh, beach or cabin? Beach. <laughs> 
I think I know the answer to that one. Hoodie or a suit? Hoodie. Movies or a play? Movie. Bath or shower? Shower. Uh, chocolate milk or white milk? Chocolate. Cook or take out? Cook. You can cook, Mark. Can you cook? Eh. I'm breaking my own rules of my own game. All right. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Sausage or bacon? Bacon. Chess or checkers? Checkers. Book club or the club? Book like club. Club club. <laughs> Fly or drive? Fly. You better answer this one right. Baked or fried? Fried. Oh, come on, man. You want the truth. I do want the truth. Pie or ice cream? Pie. Treadmill or bike? Treadmill. Skydiving or kayaking? <laughs> Skydiving. <laughs> Saturday nights or Sunday mornings? Saturday nights. All right. Ding, ding, ding. That's a two-minute drill there. A couple more questions for you. Would you rather have a conversation with your future great-great-grandchildren or your ancestors, and why? Ancestors, and just to to, to uh, you know understand where you're understand where you're from and understand their uh, point of view. You know, yeah. understand the world from where from whence we came. You know, right. like you know, my grandfather was a printer and a lawyer. Oh wow! You know, and I'm curious because. Uh, you know, I didn't know they're from Missouri, but the records go back pretty far and I don't know if they were enslaved or not. So there's some curiousness about that. Sure. Also, he was, you know, he was, a, he, my mom used to say he was a race guy. So he used to have a print shop in Springfield, Illinois. And when people came to town, you know, they would come back to the shop, E.B. Du Bois and, and all the people significance would come back and talk, chop it up with him. Oh, wow. So somebody that I would always be curious about. And then my other side of the family, they were in Mississippi and I'll be curious about that kind of, um, um, you know, that kind of yeah life they lived right? in, yeah, Mississippi. Yeah, in Mississippi. Huh? Okay. Now, would you rather be a kid your whole life or an adult? And why? I probably an adult. Yeah. Uh, kid my whole life. You know how kids, you know, kids, kids are kids. Yeah. I mean, I think some people enjoy the, the free, the freedom of childhood. Mm -hmm. I get that. I think an adult, yeah. Figuring things out. Um, I think I'm curious about life. I'm curious about pretty much everything. So I think the adult part, all these nooks and crannies to figure out, you know, yeah. the race Me question and all this kind of stuff. Right, right. Me too, because uh, adults uh, are in charge. So I got to have control too. Anybody can be telling me what to do so I can't be a kid. <laughs> I'll ask you this last question here. We'll let you go. Uh, fourth and one question. Your greatest setback or regret and you can share that if you want, but if you don't want to share exactly what it was, at least share with us what you learned from it and how you apply it today. So um, I really, if I'm honest, if I'm honest, I say it all the time uh, <laughs> because I, I try to be honest. I don't really feel like I had a big setback. I love well, it. This, yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I will say that I did not apply myself I never applied myself in school. Mm. I never read the assignments. <laughs> I never pushed myself to see how smart and how much information I could acquire. Mm -hmm. I mean, the good news was I knew I wanted to do broadcasting. So in that area, I did everything I could do. Right. But as far as a student, I wish I had of, I wish I had really applied myself because right. even to this day, you know, I did the real estate class. I never read the damn book. You're supposed to read the book like four or five times. How are you going to be surprised you failed the test if you didn't read the damn book? And then I took the pre-course pre and the lady, once again, my charisma or whatever, I yeah. got over on the pre-course, which should have prepared. I should have been like, okay, I'm gonna, let me go ahead and practice then and get this not knowledge. Right. I went in there, tried to fake it, fake the computer. The computer was like, fail. <laughs> the computer said, I don't care nothing about that charisma. Okay. Exactly. You, you know, don't so know nothing about this. Okay. <laughs> I think applying myself back to that thing that we talked about, it come, it's going to come back and haunt you if, yeah. you, don't, if you don't do it. Um, that and then, you know, I think, you know, radio or media or working, 
I'm curious is what would have happened if I had pursued like comedy, something that I had control of. Right, right. You put all of that skill into, and then I think it would have been interesting. Now, I, I love, you know, I show, I think radio media is almost like a compromise. It's almost like a little bit more secure than being an entertainer. Yeah. Being an actor or being a comedian. But I think it's a more like secure path. And I think that is one of the reasons one of my fam- my family stayed intact because I was listening to Steve Harvey talking about, you know, you know his comic. He, every week he was gone, like what, 13 weeks or 15 yeah. weeks? Yeah. Uh, 52 weeks. Um, so I think I was able to keep my family intact and still right. do something I love. So yeah. And he's phenomenal and, you know, had a lot of success. But this is his third marriage and some of his, you know, relationships with his kids weren't always what they are now. And, you know, they're I, I wouldn't give that. that. I mean, right. I wouldn't give up the family piece. So I'm happy. I don't have a lot of big regrets. The biggest, again, is just I didn't challenge myself. I knew what I wanted to do. And so I kind of danced around it because back then people didn't even have, you didn't even have need a degree to get in radio. Right. So I was like, I'm going to get a degree and I'm going to have an advantage. Right, right. <laughs> With my seed self. No, that's right. Well, Mark, uh, I appreciate you. I'm going to let you get back to that family you just talked about. Tell people uh, the, the names of the books. You've got three children's books. Uh, my Three Dogs, Big Daddy and the Trampoline, and My Papa Is. Are they based on true stories? Are they all they extracted are, from your life? Yeah, like My Papa Is is Allison and her late father. Okay. Um, my three dogs, um, our three dogs, and we, we have we, brownies no longer with us. Right. And then uh, Big Daddy and the Trampoline. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we it was uh, a Nana bought us a trampoline. And as I was putting it together, the girls, we, we were excited. And I said, oh, wait a minute, I got a 300 pound weight limit. Big Daddy can't jump on the trampoline. Right. It's got a weight limit. The kids were like, Daddy, how long do you have to wait? I was like, oh, no, baby, not weight limit. <laughs> You have to wait. <laughs> I don't know how long it's gonna take Daddy to cut under three hundred. Right? It might be a minute. It might be a minute. Surgeries later. <laughs> yeah. So you wrote a book about Alice's late father. It it looks like you guys were super close. You were oh, close man. with her dad, like yeah. which people struggle <laughs> with in law relationships. And from what we can see, that was far from the case. With you oh, yeah. and him were super close, right? Yeah, Allison's parents were just like amazing, you know, and 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 they, uh, I mean, Dad was probably one of the smartest people I ever know, I ever met. Um, just special, special people, and you know, I think that's the thing that uh, makes our relationship super special. Like you said, a lot of times people have issues, so I was so in, ingrained. I mean, I was a caregiver. Actually, ended up being a caregiver for both and kind of different scenarios. You know, mm-hmm. Mom had this situ- a physical situation I had to help with, and Dad. I was his caregiver. And, um, you know, when I, you know, I always say, you know, when they passed and I, and I had to, uh, with both, I was able, I had to go in and identify, you know, I used to go in and identify yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that special time when I looked at them and just thought about the amazing, you know, daughter that they created wow. and, and to see Allison reflected in them. Uh, it was just a special, just a special relationship. And so, yeah, my papa is, dad was actually in the hospital, but they had all these little games that they played, uh, you know, as a kid. And I saw them, you know, like him blowing up his cheeks, she popping the balloon, or uh, they played a personal person place of things, you know, where they, he would ask questions as they traveled. And so I just kind of you know, pay homage to her, that relationship with my papa is with her and her dad. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a special, definitely special. Yeah. Um, that, that you know how the the laws of attraction and everybody's mm-hmm. kind of like came to the space well he was a unity minister and that was that was uh that's where all that that's where that kind of that, that new thought kind of right came from. and so he introduced that to me okay and seeing it kind of go from me learning about it from him to seeing kind of the whole world embrace right you know, uh the secret and the laws of attraction and that he was an expert in all that so uh, it was a prime example. Like uh, yeah. this Hilton head and all these things that, w- that I was was drawn into my life uh, came kind of happened. You know, yeah. one of the when I followed, followed Allison out here, um, you know, when I followed her out out here from from St. Louis, I didn't have the job in in, uh, in Baltimore, and so here I was arrived on their doorstep, and you know, I didn't have my car. I didn't, you know, so I, I'm engaged <laughs> to their daughter with no car. With no job, no job. <laughs> and I'm going. I'm going to uh, Baltimore to, for this interview. Uh, Dad, you know, he's like, "Let's say a prayer." And beloved, you, this is your job. You claim it. You claim got it. it, right? And so I go um, as I'm driving 
to Baltimore with his blessing for the interview. And uh, I'm sitting there. And so when I'm in the house and are engaged in St. Louis, I made, I, I was making like 35, 40. Mm-hmm. And so I go to this interview and the guy says, well, um, I know, you know, I know, I know you, I'm going to have to at least start you at six figures. So, you know, <laughs> let's say, you know, and, and so I always learned, don't say nothing. When right, you're don't say that. You're like this. I was just, he said, we'll start you at 110 and then, you know, do, you know, do with bon- 110 plus bonuses and then we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do another year. So I'm in the car like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so they had the faith. They had more faith than I did. So I, when I, you know, I arrived engaged with no job. And by the time we got married, I was making six figures and a new life. Right. So sweet. I love it. Where can people get the book? Uh, you can get it at Amazon. Okay. Amazon. All my books are there. Mark Clark. You can also go to reinventingmarkclark.com, my website, and get it there. And also go to reinventing Mark Clark, uh, my YouTube channel. And also Allison and Mark on YouTube. And then Allison and Mark in the afternoon on Facebook uh, to catch us, catch up on everything. Sweet. Instagram, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Mark Clark Show. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mark, I, I want to have you back, so I'm going to put you on the spot and make you promise in front of everybody that you'll come back. There's, I feel like there's so much synergy between you That's and right. I and that we could just crack up. But I'm a little worried about the new friendship, though, y'all, because we might start a whole nother business. I can just see this. Right Let's go. Man, we got to get the tea on Shark Tank so you don't have to be doing tables and stuff every weekend, man. We just need exactly. to pitch it on Shark well, Tank and let them do what they do with that, well, which is you know what the news is? We're going to have to sponsor this podcast, deliciousbeverage.com. I love it. <laughs> you can order deliciousbeverage.com. And the good news is uh, the creator, my childhood friend, just got a space in Atlanta. So we got a storefront in Atlanta. We're going to do manufacturing and, and order fulfillment there. So that's going to be that's going to be pretty exciting. So the huddle, we'll talk. I have to figure out how we can sponsor, be a sponsor of the huddle. Hey, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And I'll just, I'll just be drinking the tea every time I do one of these podcasts and it, it'll be awesome, but we will get that figured out. Thank you so much for taking time out of your vacation. Uh, I hope the, the family, it seems like everyone is doing well. You and Allison are amazing parents and we love just the fact that you guys let us see you. You feel like in the DMV, you feel like our friends. And I think that is why you guys have such, you know, support from us and from the community because you guys are real. Like there is no, like you just literally feel real. I feel it from you guys. Sometimes sometimes too real. I know people too too much TMI. Sometimes, you know. Well, listen, I was worried oh, about part. the reinventing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, Allison would be like, Mark, right? Yeah. I was worried about the reinventing because I didn't want to change anything about you or you guys or the entire family, but I see that it's just a mindset and a reset jump start to do even more wonderful things like you've been doing. So thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for being the iSlide team captain in the huddle today. Peace. Woo. Well, that was fun. I mean, we had some fun. Um, you know, you could see, I told you he's a comedian. He doesn't even call himself that, but he's a, he's a funny guy. You just feel like laughing and certainly smiling when you're around him. And he has inspired me to, to reinvent myself. So um, I got to go because I'm going to get on this treadmill. But thanks for tuning in to The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston. Find everything that I'm up to these days on my social media platforms. One place to go is www.monicadlivingston.com. You can even see all of the old episodes there. Go back, give a listen, drop a line, uh, hit me with a review, call me if you want to talk. You know, I like chit chatting 703 898 2754. Take care, and I hope you guys all have a goal achieving week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.